All right, Ab Nation, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. Thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Chris Maselli, bringing you another episode of a podcast dedicated to the one and only Colorado Avalanche. So thank you for joining us. Uh, we've got another jam-packed show today. Uh, we're going to be kind of putting a bow on the game from the other night against Calgary that the Avs lost in overtime. We're going to hear from Coach Bednar, his thoughts um, on that game. Uh, we're going to be talking about Taylor Hall because that seems to be picking up a little bit of steam um, and kind of what that means. And we're going to be previewing the game against the Philadelphia Flyers. So first things first, like we always do, throwing out the social media outlets on which to follow on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. On Instagram and Facebook, just search Locked On Avalanche and send your emails, questions, concerns, comments, your opinion on anything and everything Colorado Avalanche. Send that to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And uh, I might read it on the on a future episode and give you my thoughts on whatever you write in. So uh, we are going to start, like we always do, with some injury updates and things are getting better for Colorado. Um, Nazem Kadri obviously did not play against Calgary. He had a uh, undisclosed, well, it was a lower, the, the old lower body injury, upper body or lower body, pick which hemisphere of the body. And his is lower body. Um, there's a clip from him that I'm going to play in a minute, but uh, he should be, could be ready to go for the Philadelphia game. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Seems like everything is slowly starting to come back together for Colorado. Seemed like seemed like that was happening when we were getting Rantanen back and Landeskog back, and then more injuries decided to creep up with Makar and Grubauer, and we'll get to them too. Um, but right now, it seems like some guys are starting to come back, and, and Nazem Kadri could be um, on the mend pretty quick. That's the good thing about. These injuries now, you know, with, with all the injuries with Rantanen and Landeskog and um, Calvert and, and Johnson, it was always uh, kind of indeterminate, but you knew it wasn't day-to-day. It was month-to-month, week-to-week, or indefinite. And uh, with this last round of injuries that we've had, it's more or less day-to-day. Um, and Kadri is the example of that. Um, this is coming right from the NHL website. Nazem Kadri was back to being a full participant at practice on Tuesday after he missed three outings with a lower body injury. He could return to action Wednesday when the Avs host the Philadelphia Flyers. And this is coming right from Coach Bednar. Quote, everyone is starting to get healthy up front, even Nas. Full practice today, so it was a positive sign for tomorrow. We will see how he gets through today. We are starting to get there. We got to get healthy on the back end now, but I feel like we are getting closer. Knock on wood that we don't lose someone again tomorrow and everybody knock on wood because, um, we need all the help we can get. Um, and if knocking on wood prevents another injury, I'm more than willing to do that. So, um, it looks pretty good for, for Kadri. He, his comments, and I'll play them here in a second for you. But, um, he, he talks about a couple things in, in the two minute clip I'm about to play. But he says uh, in terms of his injury, that was just a previous thing. He just kind of tweaked it a little bit in the Toronto game. Um, and I guess he just woke up the next day, didn't really f- didn't feel the best. So 
it was more of, of Arian on the side of caution than anything else. And I always use the, the playoff analogy. If it was playoff time or if it was approaching playoff time and these games were, every game is meaningful. Not trying to say they're not, but if it was, at, you know, around about the end of the year where they're fighting for either playoff spot or playoff positioning, um, I think it's one of those things where Kadri would have been in there. So, um, Colin Wilson uh, would be the only Colorado forward that is out with an injury if Kadri is able to return on Wednesday. Did we ever think we would get to that point um, in terms of, uh, and th- this doesn't really take into account Johnson either, but Johnson is obviously out. Um, who else we got? Philip Grubauer. He could be back against Philadelphia. Uh, missed previous outing against the Flames. Let's see. He was able to finish the Bruins game. And all right, so here's Bednar's quote on Philip Grubauer. It's hard to say. It just depends on how he felt today in practice. Uh, I'll catch up with him, the athletic trainer he's talking about. Um, and they'll talk again in the morning. If he's not 100%, they'll probably go with Francois. If he is, then they'll make a decision on that. So, again, positive signs. If not Friday, then probably, or excuse me, if not Wednesday, then probably Friday. I'm good with anything. Uh, just as long as we don't have these um, month-to-month indefinite um, injuries, we're good. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr skated on his own. Um, he was in a, a red non-contact jersey. So that's kind of uh, obviously encouraging. Quote from Coach Bednar. He's got an upper body injury, so we want to know. Uh, we wanted to get him on the ice. Uh, he he has had a few days off right now, and he's been feeling better the last couple of days. He will just get reevaluated every 24 hours, and we will just make our decision on when he can get back in the lineup. Doubtful for tomorrow, meaning against uh, Philadelphia. So, and, and that you know that is encouraging as well. Throw him in the mix of the day-to-day guys. So, if everything goes okay against Philadelphia, and we don't have any injuries. That's me knocking on wood. We might have a full roster, uh, 98% with those two being um, Eric Johnson and um, who's the other one that I'm – Wilson, Colin Wilson. So can we argue that? No, we cannot. I think we'll be happy with that. So um, I said I was going to play the Nazem Kadri clip. So uh, let's hear from him, and then we'll uh, get right back to it. So here's Nas. Yeah, it's definitely exciting for sure. Um, seems like, you know, throughout the whole first part of the season, it's kind of like one guy in, one guy out. You know, one guy in, two guys out. So a little bit frustrating to play like that, but, uh, you know, we've been doing well, and now it's, uh, you know, now we get a little taste of our full lineup. As well as you guys have been playing, it's kind of nice to see what you guys do with a full lineup? Yeah, it's, uh, well, that's uh, the encouraging part about it, for sure. I mean, shout out to those guys that came up and stepped up and played big minutes and, uh, you know, had, had some opportunity and uh, made good of it. So, you know, it just speaks volumes of the depth we have in this team. It seemed like that's all we were talking about at the start of the year, and it's nice to kind of showcase that a little bit. I'm sure you're getting tired about talking about all that, too. Yeah. The injuries, everybody getting hurt. No, I mean it's 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 part of the game. It's uh, you know obviously it sucks. We still got a couple big pieces out with you know EJ and, and Kale back on the on the point. So you know it's pretty uh, pretty incredible what a 
you know, one guy difference can make. So we're looking forward to having them back whenever that is. But in the meantime, we're playing some good hockey. We want to keep uh, elevating. Was your injury something that came up in that Toronto game, or was it something you've been dealing with for a while? Yeah, it was a, it was a previous thing. Uh, just kind of tweaked it a little bit uh, in the Toronto game. And, you know, woke up the next day and just didn't uh, didn't really feel uh, feel that great. So, obviously, at this point in the season, it's better to take some rest days and uh, and fully heal because down the stretch, you know, that's when you want to be playing your games. The commissioner released a statement yesterday, kind of talking about the integrity of the game and kind of needing to reinforce some values with uh, some of the coaching scandals that have happened. I'm curious, just within this locker room and among players, something you guys talk about? Is it something that you sort of everyone kind of takes a look at that their own organization in some sense? Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, of course, you you know this is the best league in the world, and you know we want we want players and essentially players of the product and, and you know what makes the league go round. So we want to make sure those guys are happy and. It's nice that, uh, you know, the commissioner uh, feels the same way. So, you know, we're all looking out for each other in here. Across my career, I haven't really, uh, you know, crossed paths with anything crazy like that, which which I'm thankful for. So, you know, we're more worried about this dressing room, and in here it's good. Uh, so, yeah, basically just saying it was a precaution. And um, he also gets into – some things going around the league right now and kind of the behind the closed doors in the locker room, maybe hush, hush, we don't talk about it type of stuff, but he's the guy for a soundbite. He kind of was reserved right there. Didn't really talk about it and all of the, I don't even know what to call it going around the NHL right now with um, coaches misbehaving, saying things they shouldn't be saying, even players, and you know, players are going to say things on the ice, but um I think NHL is taking a hard stance on this and they're kind of having meetings of their own and how to approach this stuff. But um, Dallas Stars firing their coach, I think, came as a shock to absolutely everybody. We haven't gotten really uh, concrete words where I haven't seen anything on, on what actually was happening. But um, I give credit to the Dallas Stars for, for not kind of waiting around and, and just taking action immediately. So, um, this isn't a Dallas Stars show, but if you want to go hear that, I'm sure the Locked On Stars, which is a new podcast in the Locked On Podcast Network, um, has something to say about it. But I just thought it was interesting because that's on everybody's mind right now. Um, so, And it doesn't seem to be an issue with the Avalanche, so uh, it seems like they have a very positive locker room. Uh, winning helps that. So um, nothing to be concerned about in Avalanche world right now um, in terms of what's going on in some other locker rooms around the NHL. And speaking of our locker room, uh, I wanted to play coach Bender had a, a press conference today. I don't want to play that one. I want to play the one from yesterday. Um, I didn't have it in time when I was recording yesterday's episode of his comments right after the game. And you can hear the frustration in his voice um, as much as you can hear frustration in Jared Bednar's uh, post game press conferences or just, when he's having a press conference in general, but I think as as annoyed and fr- as frustrated as he can get was probably on display right here. So let's take a listen in to that, and then we'll make some comments on on what he had to say after the loss yesterday. Um, like their first ten minutes, thirty three minutes of subpar hockey. Loved her finish. 
I thought we looked, I mean, we looked tired. We didn't have a lot of energy. We didn't, um, execution was poor, just the whole thing. Looked like lack of energy to me. Aside from the lack of energy, what were some of those other things that you weren't satisfied with tonight? Well, the umpteen turnovers in our own zone, didn't move the puck efficiently as a decor. No jump from our forwards. Goaltending was subpar. The whole deal. It just wasn't good enough. It wasn't our, wasn't our team's best effort. On the bright side, we'll take the point and run. You know, it's a tough game coming back off a week road trip. Three tough games, all big wins. Coming in, playing a hungry team that's you know on top of their game, winning four in a row. We come in and we look like we had a good start, and then we just we just look sluggish. You know, and sometimes you get those games. You got to find a way to battle, um, and if we would recognize it maybe a little bit earlier as a group that you know we had a little more in the tank that we could have, you know, emptied in the second. And because I thought you know, once they made it four-two, we started to skate and work. So shame on us for not starting earlier. You know, Flames had a good game, but it is what it is. We'll take the point, like I said, and take and run and, and regroup and get ready to go for uh, Wednesday. Yeah, look, look to me like Mac got pissed off in the, in the final 17 minutes and, you know, started to really work and get after the game. And, and he, I thought he dominated the last 17 minutes. I was double shifting him because, you know, he was buzzing and, you know, he ends up, you know, being part of two big goals for us and almost had another one in overtime. Right. Well, solid defending details. He's getting better and better at moving the puck out of our zone. And he's, you know, finding spots to jump in and be part of our offense. And whether that's just blasting pucks from the blue line or uh, jumping up as a third or fourth guy in the rush like he did on the, on the first goal. I mean, he's he's been contributing all over the place. He's, he's, a, he's a much improved player from when we got him last year. And if, hopefully he can continue to grow. He's a big part of our team. Take the point and run. Uh, I think that is a point, no pun intended, well taken. But you can just tell the dejection in his voice. He kind of thought the Avs would be maybe a little bit more energetic in the game. I didn't really notice that. I mean, he's he's up close and personal way more than I am. Uh, but just watching, it seemed like they were their normal selves. They had They had some lapses, though, and I think that's what he was honing in on was them not playing for a full 60 minutes. And you could listen to other... Uh, locker room press con- um, yeah press conferences or locker room interviews and they they said the same thing like you know when we we play 60 minutes there's not many teams that can keep up with us and they didn't do that and Calgary is is a team that right now will make you pay any team will really make you pay or at least they should um, when you have those lapses and I don't know if it was Colorado just feeling comfortable they were at home game was tied going into the third. Uh, that minute and a half is, is was just a lapse, and it obviously cost them. It cost them a two-goal lead, which they made up thanks to the play of Nathan McKinnon. And we didn't really talk about it yesterday, but um, Nathan McKinnon, as if we don't talk about him with uh, awe of how he plays the game, 
when he wants to take over a game, there's not much that anybody else can do on any team that can stop him. And it's a scary thing to watch if you're uh, – I can't imagine watching an Avalanche game if you're the opponent. Um, and when I, and when Nathan McKinnon gets that look in his eye of, I'm not going to let us lose like this and at least try to get us back into the game, he takes over a game unlike anybody I've really ever watched before. It's it's incredible. Yeah, Connor McDavid has, has immense skill. He can take over a game. Uh, similar to how Nathan McKinnon does, but it is a thing of beauty watching Nathan McKinnon say, I'm going to get us back in this and jump on my shoulders and ride the wave. And he was double shifting him. And that's the thing. Like he He's in incredible shape, and he has to be because if Jared Bednar is going to play him as much as he was, um, he's got to be ready for that. I'm just trying to check the stats right now, see how many minutes he played last night. But, wow. Um it, here we go. He played yesterday 23 minutes, or just shy of 24 minutes, which, you know, is not crazy for him. That's kind of the norm for him. But just doing those double shifts in the third period uh, was, was pretty incredible. So you got him on your team. Uh, you never feel like you're out of it. And uh, and I said that in yesterday's episode. Like when they got down by two early in the third, I didn't feel like they were out of it for a number of reasons. The number one reason being Nathan McKinnon. All right, so um, I wanted to bring this up. I thought this was an interesting article in the um, in the Athletic. They rank the uh, top NHL micro cores, and apparently the, the uh, term micro cores was coined by. The Los Angeles GM Dean Lombardi, um, and what he does is basically they they have uh, a score that they spit out, and it's based around three of your core players: a center, a defenseman, and a goaltender. And if you have those three things at your core, as in this scope, anyway, is that's that's what your micro core is. Um, so they rank them. All, all 31 teams on the athletic. So tied for tied for first is the Tampa Bay Lightning and Boston Bruins. And, they, and their rating is, I'm not going to go into the whole uh, mathematic formula that they use. If you want to look it up, go ahead. But just know, higher score right out of 100, the better, obviously. So tied for first is Tampa Bay and Boston. They have a 90.9 rating, um, which means third place falls down to the Colorado Avalanche. Um, their center... Obviously, is Nathan McKinnon, defenseman Cal McCarr, and their goalie Philip Grubauer. They give them an, uh, a rating, an average rating of eighty nine point six. So they're not far behind those teams, the Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning, which I said were ninety point nine. And this is kind of what they say in the blurb: Nathan McKinnon is a superstar, and the hockey world is realizing just how good Cal McCarr is going to be, or probably already is. "Quote: McCarr is un- unbelievable. The guy is an animal," said an NHL scout. McCarr is a star. I'm just not totally sold on Grubauer, said an executive. The coach added, if you had a different goalie there, you'd have a 100 rating. This team is going to be good for a long time. Kind of a smack in the face to our man Philip Grubauer, is it not? We kind of handed them the keys to the goalie car. Um, And he's been solid. Has he been, um, you know, 
lights out. Kind. I mean, he's close to it. I think he's just that uh, underappreciated goalie. Uh, and I kind of was taken back by that. I'm not totally sold on on Grubauer. And if you had a different goalie there, they're basically saying, if you have a different goalie, you'll be better. Uh, what do you guys think of that? I thought that was kind of maybe like a slap in the face. But um, it's, it's an interesting article. They rank them all. Um, if you're wondering who's dead last, the New Jersey Devils. Um, and they don't even list... Taylor Hall as their center for their microcore. Uh, so they have Nico Hersher. I'm terrible with names. I'm sorry. Uh, defenseman is PK Subban and their goalie is Blackwood. So if they're not including Taylor Hall in that, they obviously don't think he's going to be there and nobody else in the hockey world thinks he's going to be there either. Um, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people. It's one, I'm always amazed when a, a the high-end talent of any league might get thrown around in a trade and he's getting to, uh, talked about in trade talks where he might go to, to a different team. I'm always fascinated by that fan base's... They're, they're not wanting of that player. And, and the whole thing, like, you know... Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? You don't you don't know that if you're going to bring in a superstar or in for hockey a, a third or fourth line guy. You don't know that. But for me, ever since that it's been thrown out that the Colorado Avalanche are the number one team to land him, I have been on board for that. And it kind of really baffles me. I'm really hearing maybe it's just the social media and the, the negative voice is a little bit louder in social media. Um, but you have a chance to get Taylor Hall now. If And I said it in the very first show that we did um, about Taylor Hall. If you have a chance to get him and you don't have to give up the world, why would you not do that? This is about winning championships. Everybody wants to say, well, the Avalanche are set up for the next several years. We'll say five or six years. Let's even go up to seven years the Avalanche are, are, should be set up for. None of that is guaranteed. So even bringing in Taylor Hall is not guaranteed. But are your chances better with Taylor Hall than the unknown of five years from now? Absolutely. So why do you not make that deal if it works? Uh, uh, Byron Bone is not going anywhere. He is not going to be a part of any deal. Um, I'm hearing Connor Timmons. As the almost NHL player ready, I'm hearing Martin Kaut as the almost NHL player ready, and I'm hearing things like maybe Tyson Jost. I I think the JT Comfort thing has kind of died down. I don't think they would they part ways with him. I don't really even think they would part ways with with uh, Tyson Jost. I think they like Jost too much. Um, but if that's the sticking point, would they would they pull the trigger? I don't know if if it's Timmons and Cout and a first rounder and then another first rounder. If you sign him, I would make that deal today. And even even if you don't sign him um, long term, I'm still okay making that deal because of all of the assets the Colorado Avalanche have. If they are so set up for five years, six years, seven years, it's not because of the two guys in Timmons and Cout that we are going to get rid of. Uh, would would it be sad to lose those guys? Definitely. 
Would I be happy to bring in a, a player like Taylor Hall to this team today in December instead of the beginning of March, more than halfway through the season? I, I, I don't understand why everybody is so – not everybody. The voices that are against it are so against it. Do we have to have him? No. Would it be nice to get him? Absolutely. And you are kidding yourself if you think bringing him in is not going to improve this team. I think, well, I think everybody knows that they would, they would improve the team. But I think everybody's concerned about giving up their future. We're not giving up our entire future for a possible rental. We'll give up some of it. Because that possible rental might win us the Stanley Cup. And if he does, if that comes in, say that deal goes down, and he comes in, and they do win the Stanley Cup, and then he still walks, is it not still a success? You're damn right it's still a success. Because this is about winning a championship. And the first round pick they're going to give them is going to be in the 20s. If they win the Stanley Cup, it's high 20s. It's it's the, the last pick in the draft. So it's in the 30s. Like, I think you guys know where I stand on this. So I say get him if the price is right. Um, you're not including Bowen, so don't worry about him. Um, and if, if it's a deal that can be made that's going to benefit you, and like I said, you're not going to bet the house and give everything up, um, you make it. You make the deal. And word is, it, it could happen soon. I think the the Devils want to make this deal. Um, you don't – and and Colorado is a team that's always being talked about. I've heard the Arizona Coyotes now are possibly in the mix. I think Montreal has died down a bit. I think Edmonton has died down a bit. Uh, but you never know. There could be that uh, mystery team that just jumps in the mix and says, here, here's everything. We'll take them. Um, so you never know. But – it's looking good for Colorado. Uh, they have the, the the assets. They have the pieces of the puzzle of where uh, New Jersey would like to play or New, where New Jersey would like to uh, gain. And um, it just so happens, when do they play? December 13th. Does Taylor Hall stay behind? We shall see. All right, so we are going to do a quick preview of the uh, Avalanche against the Flyers. First time that these two teams are playing against each other this season. Um, Flyers have been playing much better hockey as of late. They're on uh, uh, kind of an uptick. The last, let's see, nine games. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. They are seven and two. Currently sitting at 17, eight, and five, 39 points on the season that puts them third in the Metropolitan Division behind Washington and the Islanders. Um, So they're right in the thick of things. Um, In terms of stats, let's bring those up for you. So in terms of points, actually uh, overall points, goals, and assists, Travis Konechny is their uh, team leader. 28 points, 11 goals, 17 assists. Claude Giroux leads them in penalty minutes, and Philip Myers leads them in plus-minus, if you care about that stat, at plus 14. So um, pretty solid team. Um, I always keep an eye on Shane Gossespierre because where I grew up, he 
went to the, co the small time college, Union College, uh, that ended up winning the, the NCAA tournament. Uh, they took down Minnesota, small little Union College, beat big time Minnesota to win the national title, and he was on that team, which kind of boosted him into the NHL right into the Flyers. So I always like keeping tabs on Shane Goss' here because, uh, I don't know, just kind of the hometown guy. Thought it was kind of cool. So uh, should be a pretty pretty tight game tonight. I think uh, the Avs will be on their game. I don't think Bednar will let them play, uh, like he said, slow and lethargic um, twice in a row. I think they're ready to go. They're, they still have a point streak going, so they kind of want to keep that going. But they want to do win games outright in regulation, start another uh, win streak. Um, in regulation and three games this week at home so uh, let's turn it around because right now you're over one with the overtime loss so let's get the next two and it'll be another successful week so that's it for tonight guys have fun watching the game and here is miss Jody. go abs go